Smith. Oh, Kama Kamitha pushed him through the line. Smith gets the stage, stands him up. That's cheese. Hello and welcome to Friday Lines. I'm your host, Luke O'Brien, a.k.a. OB. Friday Lines is brought to you by Little Birdie TV and topsport.com.au, punting form and manscaped, all your essential items for life. Joining me today for all things AFL is MG. MG, welcome. Morning, OB. How are you? Good, going well, thank you. And the doyen of rugby league is Top Rope. Hello to you, Top Rope. Look, I'm just glad I could make it in before... Uh, um before uh, after Patrick Cripps' decision was made, it was uh, took a while, but uh, good to sneak in for Friday. I thought we, we might be going to uh, uh, the first look next week. The way things were going, it's only just finished, but he's uh, he's free to play next week. It's a four and a half hour hearing. Um, look, I'm not sure about it uh, personally. I know uh, MG, you've got some thoughts on it. Yeah, the AFL's not serious. Um... And the tribunal is definitely not serious. What did they do? Have a th- three-hour dinner break in between or something? I mean, how does something a second time go around for four and a half hours to come up with a decision? And they walk out with probably the wrong one. So, I, 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 I thought the tribunal got it right in the first place. I thought two weeks seemed, seemed right. Yeah. Uh, left the ground, elected to bump, um, you know, got Archie in the in the head. Um, I, just, I just don't know. And this is just, you know, uh, me not speaking from an AFL point of view, but uh, – Archie can't play this week, but yeah. Cripps can. That doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, we've called for it for most of this season at the inconsistencies, and uh, I just don't know how you measure it up. I think it comes down to maybe not this decision, but the larger decision of the AFL needing Carlton in the finals. I think they're giving him every leg up to get there, I think. So, yeah, shake my head and move on. Uh, Cripps is right to play, and uh, we'll see if the outcome helps Carlton get uh Finals berth. I think they still play finals. I think they fall in. I think that the, the, the teams chasing them are just a little bit too far back and no room for error for them. So that's why I think uh, the Blues uh, fall in. Uh, this time of year, always a sad time of year for um, for AFL fans with a lot of retirements. Uh, the two Joshes, uh, two Josh Kennedys. Um, Josh Kennedy from the Eagles kicked eight last week. Um, hopefully Josh Kennedy of the Swans may sneak a final in. I think that if he's fit and right to go, I think Longmire will play him as the sub. Bit of experience on the bench. If he comes on late in the game, he could uh, he could really help them. So that's what I think will happen. Yep. Um, Matt DeBoer, uh, Fremantle and GWS, a great warrior uh, for those two clubs, and and big boy McAvoy. A little bit, little bit of a surprise. I think I still think he's going all right. A little bit left in the tank, but um, yeah. And then Dusty, obviously, has played his last game for Richmond in the home and away season. They have to make finals for him to be back, and possibly his last game for Richmond ever. Yeah, I think he's done. Tiger Land. Yeah, I think it's uh, they've just. Uh, Smoke and mirrors the whole way through for mine. Uh, I think he's been out the door for a while. I know he's still training down there and stuff, but, yeah, I think he's checked out and uh, I think he'll be playing somewhere else next year, OB. What's your gut feel? Uh, he'll be heading north, I think. So I, th- I think you gave me the mail uh, maybe sniffing around a couple of uh, – even four to six weeks ago, but, yeah, I think uh, if he was – you know, the athlete he's been and stuff and the um, during athlete he's been – he would have made his way back, I think. I think he's just uh, he's checked out in Richmond are trying to uh, concentrate on making the finals, and I think uh, if they do miss, then uh, it'll be be a made straight after the season finishes, I think. Yeah, it's a uh, well, it's an interesting one, but what he's done for Richmond, uh, they can't be they can't hold him back. I wouldn't have thought. Just uh, just going around the global wrap, uh, LIV Golf, uh, Cameron Smith looks like he's signed there, but uh, the smart poker player that he is won't announce until after the Fed. FedEx Cup and also the President's Cup, that's well played. Uh, I think the LIV players could lose a court bid to play the uh, the FedEx playoff. So 
Uh, interesting to see there. Top rope, any any thoughts on that one? Uh, look, like, you know, it's, they're, they're being widely slammed for, for going to elevate golf, but if you're not an American, you can fully understand why you want to get behind this. You know, it, it's taking the game to the world. Uh, there's some question marks over the source of the money, but if you delve too deeply into too many sports, you're not going to find a lot of pleasantness behind where the cash is coming from. Um, so, look, I think it's going to be great for Australian golf. Yet yeah, one of the fourteen events next year, the events next year will be in Sydney. Uh, so that's, that's exciting. Uh, news for Australian golf. Yeah, you know, I would expect that. Uh, uh, yeah, we're going to see more and more people go. I think you know, Scott Leishman Smith will all go after the Presidents Cup. And Scott was just on this morning talking about how he'll be playing the Presidents Cup and, and how a couple of these young Koreans are, are, are looking. Yeah, like possible selections. So I think that's um, that's when we'll kind of see that. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot more players go as well. Cameron Young's been touted this week as going. I expect Howard Barnum the third will go soon. So. It's going to be a real tipping point. You know, it's going to be a bit like the Super League war in rugby league. You know, 25 years ago, it's going to be a, you know, a brief time apart, but I think this will they'll all come together. And uh, I think if there's one good bet, it's that Jay Monaghan will not be uh, CEO of the uh, PGA Tour by the end of next year. And look, I think it's good for sport. Um, I think it's a bit of a no-brainer for these these players to go there. And obviously, the money and the financial security, but I think the PGA has sat on its hands for too long, just thinking it's it's the be-all and end-all. Uh, and now LIV Golf uh, has come in and sort of uh, shaken the pot. Little, like Super League, like World Series cricket, I think every every sport needs a little bit of a shake-up. Mm. Uh, just a couple of uh, fantastic females just sort of stepping away from the game this week as well. Uh, Meg Lanning, uh, probably Australia's best sportswoman. Uh, her and Ash Barty would be um, sort of vying for that title, but uh, she takes an indefinite break from the game. And, you know, good luck to Meg. Um, if she ever plays again, uh, that'll be great for the fans. But if she doesn't, she's done wonderful service to Australian cricket. Um, and Serena Williams as well to retire after the US Open, uh, one of the best uh, best ever, probably almost yeah. the best ever female sports person uh, ever. Yeah, I'll need to get along early too. I don't think she'll win too many matches at the US Open. She's uh, really struggling. She knows time's up. Uh, heart's not in it anymore. So, yeah, fair, fair way to finish at the uh, US Open. And it'd be remiss of us not to uh, to mention uh, the passing, the sad passing of Paul Green uh, yesterday. Uh, really shocked uh, everyone uh, top rope. Um, it, it just goes to show to, to any of the listeners out there, if you do have an issue, please speak up. Um, he always seemed um, bubbly, happy, uh, happy-go-lucky type guy. So you just don't know what people are, are feeling. So to any of the listeners out there, uh, you know help is, is around the corner. Uh, if you do need it, there are people to listen and uh Terribly sad news uh, yesterday uh, from the Rugby League World Top Rope. Yeah, devastating news. And, and, and yeah, the, the, the most just kind of reminding me was when Ben Alexander died in a in a car crash after the uh, 90, famous 1991 Premiership victory. This was that shocking. It was that unexpected. Uh, he was that young. And kind of the manner at which it went, it was it, it's cast a pall over the, the, you know, the entire Rugby League round and probably the season, to be honest. It's, uh, um, yeah, he was very popular. Played, played and coached at a lot of different clubs. Yeah, coached at Premiership in, 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 in 2015. That's how recent this was. Like, that's, yeah, it, it's it's always sad when a coach passes young and rugby league's had a few of those over the last decade. Graham Murray, health issues. Um, Steve Folks, you know, died of a heart attack. They were out of the game for, for, for quite a while and, and, yeah, very, very sad. But this was shocking. Like, Paul Green was touted for the Canterbury job, was touted for the Tigers job, was touted for the Warriors job. Coach Queensland last year, like that, that's how re, that's how recent his involvement's been in the game. Was, was 
set to be an assistant with the, the Dolphins uh, next year in a way without much respect for him. Uh, like I said, was at the Roosters reunion, was at the Sharks reunion, uh, Old Boys reunion not long ago. Very, very, very sad. And um, yeah, for a, a, a player who played above his weight, but for a coach who, who was extremely astute and yeah, is without question the most important coach in North Queensland Cowboys history. He's still at Queensland, didn't work out, but yeah, was yeah, up until his passing, was was up there with probably the best available coaches. And there were certainly coaches getting jobs who were less qualified than him, but doesn't mean he wouldn't have got one in the, the near future. And yeah, it's terribly sad. And like you said, there's always someone out there to listen, always someone out there to help. You mightn't think people care, but people will do so. Yeah, always reach out. It's never, yeah, it, it's never a shame to speak up. Absolutely, and yeah, our, our deepest condolences to the Green family and all the the rugby league world and uh, and his uh, friends and support network as well. Uh, but back to uh, on field action and the Melbourne Storm looked like they were back to a little bit of form last night, sixteen to zero win against the first placed uh, Penrith at Penrith. Um, their defence was outstanding. The Storm, I think, it was fifty tackles inside their own twenty. Um, look, both teams sort of decimated by injuries and, um, you know, Cleary and Luai are probably uh, no two more important players in the NRL. But the money for the Storm was consistent, um, plus four line to start, and then it started at, uh, you know, plus two and a half. Um, top rope, you tipped on Monday's show, the game under 40, never in doubt, scoreless second half. Um, yeah, you're, you're back and the Storm top four. It looks like there's a bit of uh, bit of food on the plate for you. Oh, they could be. It's, it'll be nice for the family not to starve over summer this year. So, um, no, we uh, um, we are uh, yeah, we're happy with how the game played out. Kind of played to to kind of the script. I was certainly hoping to. But, um, look, it was a there was no question. It was a sub substandard Penrith side. There was not only no Cleary and Luai, there was no Dylan Edwards. He was a late out for the uh, Panthers as well. So they were missing yeah, their three kind of key spine players outside Rappi Coruscant. Uh, it was the manner in which the Storm defended. You know, that's always been the, the, the North Star for, for the Storm. When they defend well, they're playing well. That's, you know, that's when they perform well. What, what had been kind of alarming over the kind of last couple of months was how the standards of defence had slipped. You know, I like what Bellamy did by putting some of the, let's say, uh, less talented players on the bench. We named to start your Chris Lewis's and your Tom Eisner's and just started with the big boppers. Started with Big Tui Kamakamika, Nelson Sopha-Solomona, Brandon Smith. They all came in to start. They set the tone early. Yeah, Penrith were on top of that game for probably 60 minutes. Yeah, you know, in terms of field position, in terms of um, you know, winning the battle of the ruck. But the storm got out, the storm scored a couple of couple of tries and, and you'd call you know, particularly the second one reasonably soft. And, and all of a sudden, yeah, you know, it was game over and the storm just buckled down. So uh good sign for the storm. I know I know it was just a weakened Penrith side, but that weakened Penrith team. Uh, did beat Canberra 26 the week before. So uh, it was great to see. And, yeah, I, I I don't know about my highlight of the game, but the highlight of Ricky, for Ricky Stewart was no doubt uh, Jamin Salmon getting smashed about the fifth minute and dropping the ball. I, I can have a, a a little idea as to what uh, what Ricky might have been thinking uh, that kind of that, that play was and perhaps what animal it may have reminisced and, and, and how well it's... Uh, uh, Bowers performed. Yeah, it was um, it was a great performance. Uh, yeah, big Nass, big Nelson was uh, was outstanding, and I thought the cheese. Um, I thought Brandon Smith was sort of back to his sort of best. The little chirping around the ruck, uh, getting in the face of the uh, the Panthers player looks uh, looks ominous for the rest of the competition. Yeah, absolutely. He was he was everywhere. Munster was magnificent as always. Standing. Uh, he just like he 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 will be fullback for the rest of the year because he's just playing the five eight role with the freedom to move wherever the hell he wants. 
and, and also get a wind up. It's, it's fantastic to watch. But yeah, it's hard to go past Brandon Smith's just just swerve around the fullback. You know, you kind of expect something like that from yeah, a genuine speedster to kind of yeah, maybe get on the outside of Tommy Turbo and just move the swivel the hips and, and get going. The cheese, the hectic cheese, just walked around Charlie Stones and. I imagine something that's not going to play well in the video session on Monday. And what I liked, there was a minute to go and uh, he sort of cops a foot in the face and could just roll over and just got to get the last minute out. But no, 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 he had to push the player over. There's a bit of a scuffle. Thought, Geez, guys, there's a minute to go. Just get on with it. But that's the way they play. A uh, little bit of golf to discuss as well. <clears throat> Top rope, the FedEx uh, St. Jude's Championship underway. Anyone you like at the moment? The- they, uh, they, went in, they went out uh, earlier and they just... Absolutely shooting the uh, shooting the eyes out of the course here at the moment. Uh, uh, if you're not shooting kind of you know 65 or better, you're, you're kind of falling off the pace here. Uh, I'll have a couple going in. I'll, I'll go Tool Hatton, Justin Thomas, uh, Mito Pereira to Price, Corey Connors. They're all all about the mark. But uh, um, I, I'll be looking for those guys to go real low, kind of getting out early in the morning. So maybe your you Mito Pereira, your Shane Lowry, these guys are playing in the afternoon today. Had three inches of rain uh, last night, so it kind of really, really took a toll on the course. They were playing uh, lift, clean, and place today, which, you know, it's hardly playoff worthy, but here we are. Um, but there's yeah, plenty going on. And this is the last good tournament we're going to have for the, for, for the rest of the year. We've got two more playoffs, but they're reduced fields. Uh, next week will be fine. That's the the uh, BMW Championship, 70 players, good field. But uh, then we get down. I'm talking from a betting point of view as well. Then we're down to 30 off the, the staggered starts for the Tour Championship, which is without question the worst betting event of the year. So um, enjoy this while you can. There's still plenty happening. Those at the top of the leaderboard who I, I wasn't on kind of pre, pre the off. Yeah, he hasn't won yet, but Smith the Gala is one hell of a player. Came out at 700 in the afternoon play. We're going to crack it in morning conditions tomorrow. Oh, I think he will, will prove plenty of value when the markets come back up. And uh, a little bit of a Commonwealth Games wrap as well. And I, I haven't seen this, but uh, for the $55, uh, you and if you had a, a starting pool of $1,000, you ended up with 19,500 19, uh, bets, uh, 49 bets, units bets, uh, 204.5, the profit plus 40 and a bit units for a POT percentage of 19.58. Top rope, absolutely outstanding. What a fill-up. Uh, absolute fill-up. We managed to do it without a lot of the markets being up and, and kind of giving us time to have a have a real dive into this stuff. But, uh, look, it's the same with, with all these, these these big events. You know, there's lots of events, and bookies, despite their size, despite the behemoth nature of a few of them, aren't willing to put the work into it. So a little bit of work. So get in early next time, subscribe. We'll be doing the... The, the, the com games in 2026, hopefully on the ground opening, hopefully live from Ballarat, live from Geelong, you know, the you know, beautiful Bendigo. It's, uh, um, you know, Winter Olympics, Summer Olympics, whatever we can find. We might even bring in some World Athletics champs and and and, and if, if any bookie will put it up, some World Weightlifting championships, I'd love to be able to get my teeth into those ones, but we'll see. That's all right. You can uh, you can go to Ballarat and Geelong, and uh, I've spoken to the CEO, and I'll go to Paris. So uh, I'll take that one for the team. Um, but yeah, <laughs> feel free to come down here. No worries at all. You're a generous man, OB. 
And right now it's time for Friday Lions, brought to you by topsport.com.au, family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust, bet with topsport.com.au. And a beauty to start Friday night footy for round 22 of AFL action. The Saints 245 against the Lions, $1.55. The line 9.5 over under 169.5. I think this market is skewed, MG. The Lions don't play well in Melbourne Last roll of the dice for the Sainers. I like the 245 of the Saints here, mate. Doesn't surprise me, OB, <laughs> that uh, you're going going against me again. Uh, you're a big fan of the Saints. I'm not sure. You must go down and watch their training or something where they look good against each other or something. I'm not sure. But, uh, yes, uh, Brisbane don't play well in Melbourne, but it's more the MCG that they don't play well at. So this game being at the Dome, uh, I'm the other way. I think, uh, and I'm a fan of Brisbane, tipped them at the start of the year and I'm still – hanging on by my fingernails to uh, see that ticket through. But um, I just think St Kilda, their form, they've lost six of their last nine and it is their last chance. They've got to win one of their last two or definitely one of their last two to try and make finals. So they are all out. I just don't think they've got the cattle in the park and they don't match. They don't find a way to match uh, St Kilda in the midfield. They're going to be in awful trouble because the lopsided uh, scoring in this game, uh, Brisbane are averaging 100 points per game this year to St Kilda only 78. So... There's a big difference, and if they don't chop it out in the midfield and Brisbane get too much supply into Brisbane's forward, they'll just outscore them St Kilda. So um, I just think, uh, you know, I'm surprised the market hasn't moved, being very rock solid. It's actually gone St Kilda's way of points since opening 10 down to 9. So the punters are thinking, uh, the majority are thinking your way, OB, so I'm going to swim against the tide here. I think Brisbane are a, a pretty good bet. I think they're in good form and at the Dome in good conditions. I just think, uh, you know, the one... The one drawback I do have for Brisbane, they're, they're off a five-day break and they do have to travel. Uh, St Kilda are off a six-day break, but I just think uh, it's always it's always a little uh, negative for me off, off the short break, uh, always factored in. But I just think the way this game will be is I just think at the Dome it'll be a high-scoring game. So um, Brisbane have scored 13 of their last 16 and been over game, six of their last seven. Uh, the total hasn't really moved, but I just think at 169.5, I think that's a good bet. So... I'm actually probably double playing this game, Brisbane minus and the over. I think it's going to be a battle of the halfbacks. I think uh, St Kilda can't defend uh, Kitty Coleman and Rich, and I think the Lions look like they have to try and defend you know Hill and Sinclair off halfback. I think it's going to be a bit of a running game. Um, and Josh Battle uh, is a big out for the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays tall. He's had a very very good year, and um, with the three prong attack uh, for the Lions, might see him too. Uh, might see a bit too much, but. I just think uh, with Marcus Adams out, um, yep. yeah, I don't think Jackson uh, uh, Payne. Jack, yep. Payne, yeah, I don't think he as is as good as Adams. So anyway, hopefully, uh, hopefully the Saints can uh, can come out with something over the next two rounds to give himself half a sniff. As we look to the late Friday night game, it's Parramatta two thirty eight against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, a dollar sixty. The line three point five over under forty three point five. Fifth versus six. Um, the Rabbitohs got a very good record against the Eels. Um, this looks a looks a beauty at Combank Stadium uh, tonight, top rope. Gee, a big Friday for you, OB. Firing your shots early, the Saints <laughs> and then the Bunnies all at once. Uh, yeah, look, I, I'm with your Bunnies here. I'll ride them uh, until we kind of see them play a little differently. They just keep on covering. They've got a great record against the Eels. They've won, like you said, they've won five straight, scored 30 plus in the last five. All wins by 14 plus. Uh, Eels have come off a couple of big, big games. You know, they, they uh, 
beat the Panthers, beat the Seagulls, big rivalry games. But they've come as one of six off a double-digit win. You know, Mitchell Moses uh, wasn't telling last week. I'm not so sure that men are going that well and, and they were in the game against the Eels for a long time. Oh, I think Latrell is going to feel day, to be honest, against this, this kind of middle parameter defence here. So uh, oh, I think uh, South, South by plenty. South by plenty. Jeez, oh, gets me gets me excited to... Well, got a little bit of a little bit of juice flowing somewhere at the moment when uh, when Top Row says South by Plenty really gets me excited. It has uh, has been his team for about a good month. Yeah, now he's jumped on and look, the trails in the trails in sensational form. And I actually think the trails helped Cody Walker enormously. Um, you know, he's just put, sort of brought out the best in in Cody. He needed to. He was struggling early, so um, and then also um, Ilias is sort of you know coming good as well. And Cam Murray you just can't can't underestimate the. The leadership of Murray uh, through the middle there. Yeah, he's been outstanding, Cam Murray. Uh, he said, Ilias has been good. He's been a good try. He built his, after he got hooked, he really built his confidence up by doing a couple of things, kick chases uh, and backing up. It's kind of netted a couple of tries there for him. Uh, his confidence is just up. He's just trying to do the simple things right. You know, it's often his phrase in, in, in rugby league. He, he, he's, he's not overplaying his hand anymore, which is, is good. He's probably taking a bit of a backset role or Latrell and Cody in that kind of dynamic playmaking role and just doing the small things all well. Exactly what the bunnies need right now. Yeah, Isaiah Yo gets all the credit for being this great middle four. No doubt he is. Cameron Murray is absolutely his equal and, and is showing that South. So he, he was fantastic against the Warriors last week. I know it was the Warriors, but it was a magnificent performance. Cameron. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favourites. As we look to the second match uh, for the weekend of AFL action, it's the Melbourne Demons, $1.33 against the Blues, three thirty-five. The line minus nine and a half over under 153.5. Cripps is back in, uh, big in for Carlton. Um, you know, uh, at the halfway point of the year, you, everyone was really anticipating this, you know, this round 22 clash between Carlton and Melbourne, I still think it delivers. Um, Melbourne probably aren't going as well as they have. Carlton have sort of got the skids on a little bit, a little bit shaky. I, I reckon this looks a beauty. The midfield battle is going to be enormous. Um, and then, yeah, it's going to be uh, Mackay and, and Kerno uh, against May and Lever and Petty. It's it's going to be enormous. What uh, Which way do you look, uh, MG? Yeah, it's certainly been built up now and uh, it'll be interesting what effect – uh, the Crips saga's probably had on the Blues, whether it takes uh, energy out of... Um, I don't like the extended version. Players generally don't play that well when they've they've had to go through this kind of, uh, I guess, saga through the week. It just takes a bit of mental energy out of it. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of game Crips does get to play now against a... Uh, definitely one of the... Definitely the best midfield in the comp. Uh, Oliver Petrarca, Viney and Brayshaw, they're all at the top of their game. And even we saw last week in... Match of the round or match of the season, definitely. Sorry, with um with Collingwood, it shows that you know how far Melbourne, I guess, have just uh, dropped away. Um, you know, they all their big players played unbelievable last week and they couldn't get the job done over Collingwood. So, not a great sign for Melbourne. Ob, yeah, I'm not sure. I think the market's probably about right. It's it, it's fluctuated a point here, point there through the Crip saga around the 19. It's been pretty solid. Um, I think that's a bit. I think that's about right. Melbourne have gone uh, win loss for the last six weeks, so they're very hard to get a read on in terms of consistency. Carlton, as you said, have just dropped off. Now the pressure's on. You've got two weeks to find a win against tough opposition, uh, so they will be all out. Uh, this key factor for me is Melbourne off an eight day break, Carlton off a six. I think that plays in as I mentioned the game before. There is weather around, so that uh, will probably check the betting as well. Um, kind of like the. Under total when it was around the 158, I thought it was shade to the under. Now it's dropped to 153, which is probably come in line with where it should be. So 
hard to find a bet in this game, but looking forward to watching it, OB. As we look to the Saturday afternoon rugby league blockbuster, uh, the Roosters $1.70, North Queensland Cowboys two twenty. the line minus 2.5, over under 46.5. And, and if I look correctly here, it said the SCG, is that right, Top Rope? Yep, at the SCG, we one of the remaining games at the Sydney Cricket Ground before the Roosters moved to the new Sydney Football Stadium, which is set to open in round 25 against the Rapidos. Uh yeah, interesting game, and, and a game probably that's going to bring more for, for Paul Green than, than than anyone else. He coached uh, coached the Cowboys, played for the Roosters, uh, was assistant at the Roosters as well. So uh, it's yeah going to be, going to be uh, a, a, a very sad occasion, I would have thought. But uh, from a betting point of view, yeah, leaning a bit towards the Cowboys here, to be honest. The the Roosters also celebrating James Tesco's two hundred, so they'll yeah, I'll certainly be up for it. But, They've covered just four of 13 off a win, five of 14 as a favourite. So I'm not, not keen to jump into them there. Their upside is probably equal or better than the Cowboys, but their downside is significantly worse. They've, they've turned in some shocking patches this year. Uh, Cowboys play good in the daytime, play, have, have covered 14 of 20, 8 of 10 road games. Best bet, though, the over. The totals flown north, 43.5 to 46.5. We're still back to the over if the weather holds, which it looks like it should. Uh, huge oversports both teams. 2011 Roosters at the SCG, 83 Cowboys A game. I'd be backing you over and uh, collecting this. As we look to uh, the next game at the SCG, the Swans at dollar 36 against the Magpies 320. The line minus 20 and a half over under 172.5. <clears throat> a, li- a little one here, little scoop from AFL House. They AFL hate it when the rugby league plays the day before. The yeah. ground gets cut up. The SCG can't handle the traffic. So it'll be interesting to see over-under scoring, a little bit of weather around Sydney as there, there has been in, in recent times. Um, recent times? Yeah. <laughs> Three years it's been raining. Yeah, I saw, I saw a few horses running down the Nile the other day and I thought it was Randwick. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks a beauty on paper. Hopefully the ground stacks up. Hopefully Collingwood, the flu, hasn't gone through. I know you know Top Rope and I are sort of coughing and spluttering around, so there's a little bit around. Um Poor, this this looks a ripper. I don't know about the three twenty on Collingwood. I think they're going a bit better than that. Um, yeah. Everyone's sort of talking about the Swans and Collingwood just sort of flying under the radar. I don't mind a bit of the three twenty. Yeah, Ob, I'm with you on this one. Surprisingly, I have to chalk, <laughs> chalk this one. Chalk Cut this that up, Borgo. Cut it up. <laughs> We're um, yeah, all the money for Sydney uh, open fourteen in this market. Now it's gone to twenty. It's just absolute one way traffic. I know Collingwood have, uh, as you said, got some. Uh, Maybe some players might come out with the flu. They've been monitoring. They've been sent home during the week. But you don't often see a side that's won 11 games straight OB that uh, is a $3.20 and plus 20.5 point outsider. Part of the reason that they are, though, is that they do have to travel to Sydney. Uh, They have won 11 in a row and they've won a lot of close games by under seven points as well, whereas Swans have now won five straight and four of those five have been by 33 points or more. So... They've been destroying their opposition, whereas Collingwood have just been fine on the line like a good racehorse that you often uh, find at Flemington there, OB. But, uh, yeah, great match, second v fourth on the ladder. Uh, These two teams have now won as a combined 16 straight games, so this should be a highlight as long as Rugby League doesn't tear the SCG apart. We'll get a good contest, but, uh, yeah, I think Collingwood a tremendous value, both the head-to-head and at the line at plus 20.5. As you said, bit of weather around. If the uh, ground does get a bit dug up, it'll uh, only reduce the scoring. So I, I, I tend to be the under. And these two teams combined, uh, when they play each other, 11 and 1 for the under. So Top Rope loves us, 
lopsided stat like that. He would be chips all in. Um, I think at the 169.5, it, uh, it could be a play on the under here and Collingwood at the plus. As uh, When I looked at the run sheet this morning and I saw the third game of NRL action, the Canberra, the ninth place Canberra Raiders against the 11th place St. George Illawarra Dragons. The Raiders $1.45, St. George two seventy five. the line minus 5.5, over under 43.5. It's the coachless Raiders against possibly the coachless Dragons after next week. But I looked at this uh, on the run sheet, ninth versus 11th. Top rope, something's doing. What have you got for us? Well, first of all, I've got a comment about the SCG. And um, I'm not sure if AFL fans are aware. When you play a contact sport, the ground does get cut up. So um, try watching a contact sport and we'll, uh, you might see the ground get cut up. But, uh, yeah, on to more, more pressing matters, the, the Raiders and <laughs> the Dragons. The Raiders may actually benefit from not having Ricky Stewart. So certainly wouldn't, uh, <laughs> certainly wouldn't rule... Wouldn't rule that one uh, as a, a mark against the Raiders. I have Andrew McFadden coaching them. He did a good job with the Warriors. But I um, will certainly uh, be more mindful of the fact that Joe Tappanable will, will not play for the Raiders. So he's a big out for them. I think the Dragons are great, baby. Raiders have a very poor record at home. They've got a poor record as a big favourite at home. Dragons have covered 9 or 12, including the last three against the Raiders. Beat them only six weeks ago. Yeah, I'll be taking the plus here. I think they can be able to stick to the Dragons. Oh, you've heard it here first. I love it when he talks with that enthusiasm, especially on a Sunday afternoon, something to look forward to. As we whip through the remaining AFL games uh, for the punters out there, uh, Bulldogs and Giants, Bulldogs $1.15, the Giants $5.50 here in Melbourne, the line minus 32.5, over under 173.5. Yeah, all the money for the Bulldogs here, uh, 27 to 32, and all the money for the over. Hard to find a bet for me. If I was going to go, I think the number's too big. Uh, here OB I think uh, even though the Giants are away plus 32 and a half is a big number against the Bulldogs I know they need a win to play finals but I tend to take the big plus here and I'll stay out of the total Adelaide North Melbourne uh, the 210 game over at the Adelaide Oval the Crows $1.20 the Kangaroos 460 the Lion minus 32 and a half over under 161.5 Ben Cunnington back which is a fantastic story for the AFL and the Kangaroos dropping Horn Francis he will ask for a trade home to Adelaide this year. Okay, you heard it here. News, plenty, plenty of changes going on towards the end of the year. Uh, for this game, ordinary game, and uh, too big a number here for Adelaide if I was going to play, which I'm not. Uh, there's better bets around for the weekend. North Melbourne are a big plus. I know they don't have too many covers to their names this year, but uh, that's a big number. Keen on the over here. I think uh, if the weather holds, which it looked like it will, 161 is too low. As we look at the next game, is the Gold Coast Suns, $4. The Cats, $1.26. The Lions, 23.5. Over under, 154.5. I give the Gold Coast Suns a chance here. Um, Geelong don't play that well up there. Second half gets a little bit greasy. Um, Geelong, you know, sign up a top two spot. Um, yeah, I don't mind the Suns here a little bit. Yeah, agree with you, OB. I think... Uh, um, late Saturday afternoon here. There's weather around. Uh, all the money is for Geelong at the moment. It's gone from uh, 20 to 23. Uh, I think the Suns will be, uh, you know, up and about competitive. This is probably one of their last things they can do for the year. So uh, solid total here, no play. But uh, if I was playing, the plus would be the play. So the Dockers and uh, the Eagles is the next game. Uh, we've got the Dockers $1.12, West Coast $6.40, the line minus 39.5, over under one fifty six. Point five. Uh, looks all one way traffic in the derby over there. Yeah, it is 34 at open here, OB, so out to 39. It is all one way. I think the Eagles uh, 
too much energy went into Kennedy's send-off last week. Uh, they've rested. Uh, obviously, Kennedy goes out. Kelly, they've lost a few more. Um, not a betting game again for me. Um, Fremantle, obviously, a better side. West Coast are terrible. The ra- There's plenty of rain forecast around here, so it's definitely a sit on your hands and wait. Uh, the total has dropped a little bit from 59 down to 56. So uh, I will stay out of this game and see how the weather shapes on the Sunday. And the early game on Sunday at the MCG sees the Tigers at dollar thirty-two against the Hawks three dollars forty. The line minus twenty-two and a half over under one seventy point five. Uh, the market seems to be favouring the Tigers, but uh, Sam Mitchell and the Hawks can sometimes pull one out. But Richmond don't want to lose uh, any more from here. Nah, Richmond must win out. So I think they'll get the job done. I think also the market's right on both the line and the total in this game. Can't find a bet for the punters, but uh, yeah, expect Richmond to win. And the final game for round 22 sees Essendon at $1.78 against Port Adelaide, $2.04. The line minus 3.5, over under 169.5. I'd be all over the power. Yeah, another bet for you and me then, OB. Uh, I'm not sure what the count is between us, but you owe me a couple of goose bottles, I think. Uh, I'm shading Essendon. Not a big play here, but yeah, I'd rather Essendon at home here. The market's unchanged, very solid at two. And... Um, Slightly into the over here, it's jumped from 166 to 169. I still think there's room for an overplay here under the dome. Weather won't be affected. Uh, I think with Port dropping off, Essendon like to play open football. There'll be plenty of points in this game. As we look to the remaining games of NRL action, uh, the early Friday night game <clears throat> sees the Warriors 228 against Top Ropes Bulldogs at $1.65. The line 3.5 over under 44.5. Anything doing there, Top Rope? Yep. Best of the week, the Warriors to cover. Uh, and probably win outright here. Uh, great spot for a team off an embarrassing performance. Home teams off conceding 48-plus, covered 13-17 in the last four seasons. The record holds up over the last 15 years. Warriors have covered both games from Mount Smart. Dogs have to go uh, Sydney, Bundaberg, Bundaberg, Sydney, Sydney, Auckland. Uh, tough travel schedule for them. Being a, a road favourite, you know, they've certainly been resurgent. Can't have them laying points overseas. I'll be uh, riding the Warriors uh, all the way in this one. As we look to the Saturday night game, West Tigers 470 against their Cronulla Sharks, $1.20. Uh, the line 13.5 over under 43.5. Top rope. Yeah, uh, NRL heads to Tamworth, uh, taking the game to the bush. Uh, Sharks have a great record against the Tigers. They're certainly a better team. Fancy the line might be a little large. Uh, Tigers were horrible last week when heavily favoured against the Knights, but they're Perform well when no expectation. Cover 11 of 13, getting a double-digit start. 14 of 19, off scoring 10 or fewer. Fourth round of a loss, probably with the Tigers at the big plus. Hold your nose. And the late game on Saturday sees the Brisbane Broncos $1.10 against the Newcastle Knights, 7.25. The line minus 19.5, over under 44 points. Even the Knights coming off a, uh, a pretty good win last week. Yep, and the Knights off a win are 12 and 26 against the spread the following week. Uh, the Broncos covered 14 and 17 at Suncorp, 9 or 10 at Suncorp off a double digit loss. Yeah, the line's moved 14 and a half to 19 and a half here. Oh, I, I think this, there's a chance this, this ends up at kind of 23 and a half, 24. I'll be taking the minus in this one. And the final game of NRL action for this round sees the Titans 255 against the Sea Eagles, $1.52. The line six flat over under 49.5. Uh, any any hope the Titans there against the uh, the up and down Sea Eagles? Yeah, I think there would be some hope. I don't really have any strong views on the game. I, I would be loath to take Manly laying the six points on the road. You know, no turbo on the kind of the the trouble they've had internally at the club. 
the Titans numbers are just utterly horrific. So it's hard to make a case for them. Uh, but we're looking at the highest total of the season, 49.5. I don't think it's nearly enough. So these are huge overspots for both sides. Uh, these have gone over 7-9 with the Nets, 13-4 when the Titans are an underdog of six or more points. The under, so the over is 31-13 when mainly off a loss. Chips in the oven. Thank you. A top rope, another great punting performance uh, this week. Uh, just a reminder that GGOA can be located for $22 a week in the LittleBirdie.live shop for all your NRL betting action. And the AFL Stings is also in the LittleBirdie.live shop for $22 a week. Also, top rope, thank you very much again. Uh, we'll see you on Monday for first uh, look. Uh, and MG, thank you. Also, uh, that's a wrap for this week's Friday Lions. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Find us in the Apple Store, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow Little Birdie TV on Twitter and Instagram. Remember, all your footy betting action can be found at topsport.com.au. We'll be back next Friday. Don't forget to join Nikki and the boys for the first look on Monday for the weekend's action review. Punt well, punt responsibly, and have a great weekend, punters.